on your iPod Nano, on your Zoom, on your Sony Ericsson Walkman, or on your MP3 player. This is Woody and Friends with Jack and Bryony. Guten Morgen, bon midi and labas vacaras. I think that's how it's pronounced. Apologies if it isn't. Uh, this, once again, is another episode of your new favourite podcast, Woody and Friends. I'm Jack Woody, alongside me, nope, we can't shake him, not content just doing the quiz, co-hosting again is the very brilliant Bryony. Good, oh, good evening, Hello. Bryony, that's when we're recording this. I'm back again, taking over the podcast. <laughs> well, you did put that tweet out saying it should be Brian Friends, and you know, it's yeah. not... It's, uh, it's not wrong. Well, I didn't get any objection to that, so... Not from me anyway, but I think uh, no, the, not, the listeners may, may be... <laughs> <laughs> so, what's coming up in this episode? Well, we've decided to rip up the status quo and have a play around with the format of Woody and Friends this time around. Later, our resident Coventarian, Dan, will join us for a brand new, imaginative, never-before-done feature entitled Woody's Woes, where we sit down, sift through your problems and offer you advice. I've got a fantastic list of topics for me and Bryce to discuss, as well as seeing what Florida man got up to this week in history, because me and Dan forgot to last week. Uh, all of that, plus yet more scrapings from the nonsense news barrel. I'm really looking forward to seeing what Florida man was up to. Well, I it was love Florida it's, man. <laughs> it's it was technically um, what happened last week, but it, I just it completely slipped my mind when we were recording it uh, last well, week. He's so. always getting up to stuff. Yeah, exactly. So I've got last week's one for you because I thought the uh, the one that he got up to a year ago today wasn't good for comedy value. <laughs> but we'll come to that a little bit later. Uh, so first story of this episode. A 37-year-old man in Germany learned a costly lesson when he drove himself to his driving test without a license. Instead of arriving with a licensed driver, he parked his Opel Zafira outside the test centre in Bergheim, shocking the examiner. When questioned by police, the man explained that he wanted to ensure he arrived punctually for the test, but his attempt resulted in the immediate cancellation of his practical exam. Oh, but he got Come there on. in one well, piece. Well, exactly. You know, he's proved he that, can... That's a test enough, surely. Exactly. And I'm sure he was, you know, he was checking his blind spots and looking in all three mirrors, you know, checking his yeah, back window. I'm sure, I'm, sure he, I'm sure he was there. I would have personally just given him these licences there and then. Yeah. Or at worst, just give him a little slap on the wrist and say, don't do that, mate. Yeah, come on in. Let's start your test. Yeah. Well, here's your licence. Now you're banned for three years. <laughs> also in the news, uh, in a bid to make their wedding unforgettable, one couple gave Jessup and Amber Bambi, I think I'm saying that right, Amber Bambi, uh, it's, that's a great name, by the way, uh, took oh, an extra... <laughs> took an extraordinary step by setting themselves on fire as they exited the ceremony aiming to incorporate their shared career into their special day leaving their guests stunned um i want to ask you bry any guesses on what their shared career might be um i mean i'd say firefighters but then they wouldn't be on fire would they they'd be putting out the fire um yeah it'd be a waste of fire wouldn't it yeah something to do with the circus maybe it's a good guess but it's not right. So this is what the story says. Mm. The dramatic moment was captured on social media, showing the couple, both stunt doubles, walking ah. hand in hand. I know. Uh, walking hand in hand as flames engulfed them, starting from a blazing bouquet of flowers. While spectators cheered, questions arose about the safety of the stunt, with one guest marvelling at how her hair remained intact. So there we are. If you ever want to cause a scene at your wedding... Set yourself on fire. We obviously can't <laughs> condone that. We're, we're, this podcast seems to be full of things we can't condone or you know, <laughs> us apologising for after we say it. But there we are. That's all the fun of a podcast. There is this substance that you can kind of cover yourself in that makes you, like, fireproof. 
I don't know how true this is, but I was in the science club in high school because I was really cool and I had lots of friends. Um, <laughs> and it was like this bowl full of liquid and I can't remember what the liquid was called, but if you scooped it up, you could then like set your hands on fire and you couldn't feel it. Oh, I think I remember this actually because my, my school had a similar thing. And when I first joined, they used to do this experiment. I can't remember how they did it, but they used to shoot jelly babies across the room. We were in the science club too. I wasn't in the science club, but that was in... So as I was moving into secondary school, they did some kind of like induction day ah, where okay. we all met each other for the first time. You know, you got You're to walk around the school. Me. I was cooler than you. I wasn't in a science yeah. club. I was one of them <laughs> that just got on the bus and went straight home. Yeah, good idea. Yeah. Um, but they stopped that because, I don't know why, health and safety, gone mad kind of thing. Mm. And then um, they started doing this thing like you described where they put a like almost like a jelly liquid on your hands i'm not yeah. sure what it is and then like bubbly almost oh like set the bunts of burner on and your hands yeah. go on fire there we are never got to try it though i'm, I'm gutted i'll see if i can oh. we should have tried to arrange that well, that's why you should point. have been in the science club jack exactly if you could have set yourself on fire yeah. <laughs> which actually funnily enough is what you want to do when you're in the science club <laughs> yeah i mean that was that would have been a major bucket list tick but yeah we'll get it sorted we should. We should see if we could. If there are any um, scientists or science teachers listening to this, please feel free to reach out. I will gladly come to wherever you're based and have you set my hands on fire, just for mm. the purposes of, of entertainment for the podcast, really. Video special. Exactly. Um, so this brings us to something we haven't done on the pod so far. We're going to discuss a few topics. Uh, so the first one, if you could replace your hands or feet with any objects, what would they be? Hmm, that's a tough one because a hand is very handy to yeah. have. <laughs> but could I replace one of my hands with something or does it have to be replace both of my hands or both um, of my feet? Let's say this is both. Mm. So uh, yeah, both your hands or both your feet. Or, uh, or no, should we, should, we, should we do this? Should we say one hand and one foot? As if, if I was to replace to. one hand, there's lots of stuff you could do. Um, yeah, you could you could replace your non-dominant hand with something. Yeah, I'm just trying to think what would what would come in handy. I mean, I, I'd I'm always holding my gone. vape stick. Not for much longer now, thanks, Rishi. But um, I'm always got a vape stick in my hand, so maybe I could have some kind of contraption where it's just permanently attached to me. That that could work for me. Or you could have. Um, you know how hamsters, they have the little bottle they drink from that goes yeah. above their heads. You could just have one of them as a vape. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's not really worth setting up now, let's be honest. Because they're, no. they're, uh, they're on their way out. We stay we stay very topical on this show. Mind you, if it's attached to me, I could make the argument that it's not a disposable vape. Ah, very smart. Because Although, it's attached. What, would, what would you do when it <laughs> runs out, though? That would be disposable. Mm. Exactly, I'm I'm full of full of comebacks. Um, well, it so, could have to be one where you fill it up with the liquid and change the coils. Yeah, potentially. And that's why I'm keeping my other hand so that I can fill it up with liquid. <laughs> what I would do, I'd probably replace my left hand, which is my non-dominant hand, with a spatula, because as you know, bro, I do a lot of cooking, mm. and it's it's you know, it sometimes gets a little bit frustrating where i put my spatula down across the end of the other end of the kitchen and i'm like oh where is it i'm scrambling about to try and find it i'm moving everything where if i've got a hand as a spatula a bit like a a chef version of captain hook mm. you know, i haven't got to worry about a spatula i can just dip my arm into like let's say i'm cooking a burger 
dip my arm into the saucepan and then flip it over. Yeah, this and that wouldn't hurt either. Yeah, but you would have a grotty hand. Yeah, just wash it though. Like you'd yeah, wash your but... hand like you wash your normal hand. <laughs> yeah, but if your dinner's gonna go cold and you need to go and eat it immediately, you can't just leave it in the sink to soak. You've gotta scrub it. Yeah, true. Gotta scrub your hand. Or maybe you could just take it off so you could fill the sink of soapy water, unscrew your spatula hand <laughs> and stick it in the sink. So, you know, it's, it's Ooh, in soak while you're you enjoying your dinner with one You could screw off your spatula hand and then screw on a fork or a spoon. Oh my God, yes. Depending on what you're eating. <laughs> yeah, because you'd have your, you could have like your, your fork hand and then you could have a knife in your right hand. Yeah. That's, that's brilliant. That's absolutely brilliant. I didn't think of that. See, this is, this is why, you know, teamwork makes the dream work. If everyday objects could talk, which one would have the most interesting stories? Um, oh, well, I won't say what instantly springs to mind. Oh, dear. <laughs> um, which would have the most interesting stories? I would say probably a fridge. Because think about it, right? When you have people over, a kitchen normally, unless it's like a really small kitchen, is a social area. So you, could, you can imagine how many good conversations or interesting conversations that fridge has heard. Or it could be... You know, the amount of times that without... Well, I'm, I don't know if this sounds graphic at all, but it, I'm going to say a toilet as well, but purely because the amount of nights out that I've been on and come home and spent the evening in there, for want of a better term. Also, just the shower. I mean, I don't know about anyone else, but I sing in the shower. Oh, dear. I dance in the shower, which oh is God. not a nice sight, but, you know, no one has to see it, but... Well, not even me. No one sees it. <laughs> So, yeah, that's that's probably an interesting story for the shower, but also potentially a traumatic story for the shower. What do you sing in the shower normally? Oh, everything. Robbie Williams. Musicals, keeping the, keeping musical, the, uh, oh, yeah, keeping Robbie the Williams, theme. definitely. Oh, gee. Um, okay. Coheed and Cambria, if I'm feeling emo. Papa which, Roach. No, not Papa Roach. <laughs> I'm not quite that bad. <laughs> oh, I wouldn't put anything past you. Well, <laughs> no, Coheed and Cambria, Robbie Williams... Musical theatre hits. Oh, okay. So there is a little bit of class still, still in this conversation. Yeah. Just, just a tad. Um, yeah. Last one for now. If you could have any superpower that you couldn't turn off, what would that be? Ooh, couldn't turn off. Now, the superpower I've always wanted is just the ability to just like teleport. Right. Now, if I couldn't turn it off. Would that mean that I'm constantly teleporting or would that just mean that I could teleport at any time of my choosing? Because if it's the latter, then I would stick with that. But I don't want to just be randomly teleporting about. It's the latter, really. Um, yeah. Because you wouldn't, you, why would you need to teleport around? It's, it's, it's a power that you'd have to use to your advantage. And I'm not sure teleporting constantly would be a good use of that power. Yeah, this Whereas, is it. So... See, you don't even need a car if you can teleport because exactly. you, know, you just click your heels and there you are, wherever you want to go. Yeah. Save a fortune. Mm, go on holiday. Yeah. Just like yeah. that. Yeah. Save on flights. And even if you wanted to be humble and, and go via plane still, you get to, you know, passport control, click your heels and you're through. Yeah. Might be frowned upon. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if anyone, from the, uh, if anyone from the passport office is listening, we do apologise if we don't encourage teleporting through passport control. <laughs> Please, if you are listening, do not teleport through passport control. <laughs> what would your superpower be? Um, my superpower would be... 
I, w- I was going to say teleporting, but you nicked that from me. Ah. So what my backup, I would say, would be mind reading. No, no, it wouldn't be. It would be predicting the future. Ooh. But then I don't know if I'd not want to be able to turn that off, if that makes sense. Because, you know, I, I could be a very, very rich man purely through the power of mind reading and Bet365. Other yeah. betting companies are available, of course, and we, we can't encourage uh, betting. But please, you know, 18 plus, gamble aware kind of thing. Please gamble um, responsibly. Please gamble responsibly. And please drink responsibly if you're going to drink, but don't drink and gamble because it doesn't end well. Anyway, I could p- predict the football results, for example, stick a nice little mm. bet on, and I'd be living in a mansion. Yeah, I mean, the easier method as well is you could just predict the lottery numbers. That would be that as well. But I like to graft. Ah, you know, okay. I like to build my money up. That's that's cheating. Come on. That's the honest way that. of cheating. Graft <laughs> <laughs> your way off. Um, we'll discuss some more topics a little bit later. Time for one more story before we go to a quick break. A New Zealand man facing potential job loss took an unconventional approach by bringing a support clown to his redundancy meeting. Joshua Jack, an ad man from Auckland, sent trouble when his employer requested a meeting to discuss his role. Deciding to inject humour into the situation, he hired a $200 clown to accompany him to the meeting. I'm not saying anything because I'm just considering the fact that if I ever get made redundant, I'm going to do that. Who would you bring into a redundancy meeting? If well, you I quite like anyone? the clown idea, but... Come on, that's been taken now. It has been be taken. Original. Who else? A mime. Oh, that's a good idea. Similar energy, but I find mimes hilarious. And I like the idea that rather than me telling them I'm upset that I'm getting made redundant, the mind would just stand there and pretend cry. Well, I'm getting to that bit, right? So despite the comic relief provided by the clown, uh, he was ultimately let go by his employers at the advertising agency FCB, with the clown routinely making balloon animals throughout the entirety of the meeting uh, and even mimicking tears as he was told the bad news. Fair play, though. Yeah, if you're going to go out, go out of a bang. Yeah, absolutely. He's left an impression. What I would probably do is I would try and find a celebrity lookalike and bring them in with me. Ooh, yeah. I don't know who I'd go for, though. Yeah, I was going to say... Um, I'd probably go for Ainsley Harriet. I don't think you're allowed to say that. <laughs> Why? What? What? What do you mean? Ainsley Harriet. Yeah, what's, what? Have I missed something? Has he been cancelled? No. Just, um... I don't think you look alike. No, no, sorry. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> Who were you thinking? I meant, as in, like, I would bring in a lookalike of a celebrity. Not yeah. a celebrity that looks like me. I thought you were really, really desperately trying to get cancelled then. Okay, yeah. You <laughs> look like a face. <laughs> I was like, oh my god. Who is No, this? come on. I wouldn't I wouldn't say anything like that because that would genuinely be the last episode of this. Like, <laughs> and what a way to go that would be. Where is Jack gone? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not saying I look like Ainsley Harriet. I would say I would bring in a slip because I mean I would ideally want the real Ainsley Harriet to come. I understand now. I thought you were saying you were going to find a celebrity who looks <laughs> like you and bring them into the meeting with oh, you. Oh dear, oh dear. Um, no, I'd want the real Ainsley Harriet. But I don't think that'd be worth him getting out of bed for. 
somewhat unsettled for, for someone who looks like him. I remember I once bought my mum a um, George Michael lookalike video message on wow. like Celeb VM or something. No idea why. It's probably a drunken purchase. <laughs> Did she like it? No, she hated it. Oh, that's a shame. <laughs> I knew she would anyway. Because I'm, I'm just like that. I'm such a lovely son. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so before I can't we. Um, right, so before we say anything more potentially cancelable, we're going to take a quick break. Um, but when we come back, <laughs> more odd debates, a couple of news bits to chat about, and lastly, Dan joins us at the round table for Woody's Woes. Deep breath. <laughs> <laughs> this is. Sorry. <laughs> right, sensible head on. This is Woody and Friends with him, Woody, and me, Bry. Back in a bit. To be honest, when have we had our sensible head on? <laughs> Who do you think Paisley Harriet is? <laughs> My God. Woody and Friends, sponsored by Supermarket's own brand lager. We're not being paid or anything, but Woody's probably gone to the fridge to get one. Back in a tick. Enjoying the show? Got a funny story you'd like us to cover? Perhaps you'd like to join in with some storytelling, or maybe you just want to send us pictures of your dinner. Reach out, woodyandfriendspod at hotmail.com professional didn't it voted angling weekly's 37th best podcast of the month and probably yours too this is woody and friends if you like podcasts you're in for a treat yes indeedy welcome back to woody and friends with jack and Bryce. In case you've forgotten within about 30 seconds of Woody last mentioning it, we've got another double helping of the oddities, a little thing called the internet has to offer. Also coming up are some dodgy debates, what Florida man got up to on this day a few years ago, and the lovely Dan joins us for Woody's woes at the end of the episode. Thank you very much. Uh, So, as you were so excited to know what Florida man had been up to, Brian, can you explain the concept of Florida man? The concept of Florida Man is basically that any day that you search the news for the term Florida Man, there will be a man in Florida doing something absolutely unhinged. It's not a single entity. It's just any man in Florida you can think of that has done something on a given day. Absolutely. Um, Although I do like to think of Florida Man as one individual man who's just having the time of his life. He's living to the fullest. He's my favourite superhero. Um, So this is one we compiled uh, last week. I say we, it was just me that did it. Um, Doing all the work around here. Exactly. I I do all the work and you just show up. Yeah. And I appreciate it. I I really do, I promise you. Um, This one is Florida man finds a World War II grenade and drives to Taco Bell. Where else would you go with a World War II grenade? And and yeah, this is the kind of calibre of people... Uh, we're talking about here so in a bizarre turn of events a florida man stumbled upon a world war ii hand grenade while magnet fishing in oklawaha i think that's how it's pronounced great place name Uh, instead of following the expected protocol of contacting authorities uh, and avoiding any contact with the explosive he opted for a highly unconventional approach ignoring safety guidelines he placed a grenade in his trunk and casually drove to taco bell for a meal Around 5pm, two hours after his leisurely food stop, the man finally decided to call 911 to report the situation. Consequently, the Taco Bell in Ocala, O-C-A-L-A, Ocala? Yeah, Ocala. 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 I'm sure you know, being from Stoke, uh, was evacuated (laughs) and the bomb squad was called in. 
Despite the unusual sequence of events, the bomb squad successfully removed the authentic World War II hand grenade without incident, ensuring the safety of the public. The restaurant reopened after the disposal, leaving everyone bewildered by the peculiar order of operations in handling such a dangerous discovery. Any thoughts on that? So, I'm confused. So, he went to Taco Bell two with hours a, later. Uh, yeah, with a World War II grenade in his With boot. a World War II grenade. Two hours later, called the police. <laughs> was he still at Taco Bell or did he leave it there? Um, I think he may have been sitting in the car park at this point. Ah, okay. Reflecting. <laughs> just, ah, I've just had a lovely dinner. Oh, yeah. I'm imagining him just like, chucking it in the bin with his wrapper. <laughs> in the restaurant. Takes yeah. it in with him. Sits it on the table. Put it in the cup recycling. <laughs> uh, so there we go. That's that's an example of what Florida mm. Man gets up to on a daily basis. So if, you, if you're bored at work or, you know, you're at a loose end... Why not Google Florida Man and your birthday and it'll bring you an interesting story. Nice little bit of birthday I was birthday just about reading. to suggest that. I was just going to ask you if you know what Florida Man was up to on your birthday. Let's have a look. Let's, uh, let's do a bit of high quality broadcasting and Google something while I'm recording. <laughs> this is great. This really is. Florida Man, 23rd of February. Put that on your calendars, everyone. Okay. <laughs> this is a brilliant one. <clears throat> so this is uh, on the 23rd of February. 2022. Uh, Florida man accused of stealing crossbow by stuffing it down his pants. Excellent. What was yours? Okay, mine is Florida man dressed like Fred Flintstone pulled over in his air quotes footmobile. (laughs) Body cam video shows a Florida man dancing through his field sobriety tests after being found (laughs) sleeping in his running running truck. The man is now facing DUI charges. (laughs) <laughs> okay um okay here's another one um i'll read this exactly as it's written florida man accused of driving around naked with electronic device attached to what Ooh, i wonder what that might be i'll let you deliberate that we, we don't need an answer <laughs> might it be a steering wheel maybe it has an immobilizer on it yeah that's it <laughs> Most boring story ever. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm going to stop there because as I'm scrolling, there are some really dark and horrible ones which don't Mm. make for don't make for great podcasting. No, and all of mine are about Fred Flintstone. All of them is 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 it the same bloke? Apart from that second one, is it the same story? Or does that just happen on your birthday every year, like (laughs) as a national holiday or something? Yeah, it's Bry's birthday. Quick, get the Fred Flintstone mobile out. Okay, so I've got a couple more topics here. Would you rather have hair for teeth or teeth for hair? I will not even hesitate to answer this. I would rather have teeth for hair. Why? Any day of the week. Because hair for teeth, A, would feel gross. (laughs) B, I wouldn't be able to eat anything and I need to eat. Yogurt? No. Puree? No, I need crisps. I can't live without crisps, Jack. You can just Um, shake them down your your mouth. Like, shake them down your throat. No, it'd get all scratched up. Yeah, you, you know, like when you scratch them. the top of your mouth with squash a crisp. Them with your, yeah, you can squash them with your tongue and the roof of your mouth. Look, it's not the same. <laughs> but teeth for hair, A, would look absolutely badass. <laughs> and if I didn't like it, I would I would just put a wig on. I've got wigs. Okay. That I could wear. Yeah. That's, that's, that's an interesting that take, to me actually. Is the is the um, obvious choice. What about you? So, as a man... For obvious reasons, I would have to go for hair for teeth um, because, like most men, I've got hairy legs. 
So could you imagine oh, that? Oh, I've got hairy legs too. Yeah, well, it's but, exactly. Would you would you rather have teeth poking through your your trousers? Yeah, yeah, I think that sounds really cool. Imagine if someone was annoying you and just kicking them and just being covered in teeth. No one would mess with you, would they? Exactly. I've got teeth under my armpits, teeth on my legs, <laughs> teeth on my head. I'm like, back off. <laughs> okay, fair enough. We'll have to. TMI. <laughs> Next one, and this is. I started running out of ideas, so I tried to think of the most surreal one possible. <laughs> and I'm sure you agree because you, you can see it in front of you at the moment. Would you rather snails have legs like caterpillars and be able to run at the speed of the average human, or dogs have wheels instead of feet? So, I don't like the thought of snails having legs like caterpillars. However, I'm going to have to go for that option for the simple reason... The, this is really weird thing to say, but I think dog owners will agree with me. My dog's feet smell like popcorn. <laughs> and if I'm having a bad day, I just sniff his feet. <laughs> and I don't think I could cope without the smell of my dog's feet in my life. So I'm going to have to go for snails with legs. This just gets better and better, this episode, doesn't it? <laughs> I'm revealing a lot about myself tonight. You're revealing a lot about yourself and... You know, you're you're insinuating that I look anything like Ainsley Harriet. <laughs> I think you insinuated that. I wasn't insinuating. That's the way you read it. I was That's trying to you... say that you don't look like Ainsley Harriet, which is true. <laughs> you don't look like him. <laughs> Why I was so confused. <laughs> well, there's a lot you don't know about me. Well, um, I <laughs> going going back to this. Bumps. <laughs> Going back to this, it's it's difficult, right? Because either way, if a snail was able to run at the speed of the average human or every single dog in the world, instead of having feet, they'd have wheels. Like, they're both going to be very, very quick. And imagine taking your dog for a walk and, like, mm, you let it off his lead. And I'm, hey, here, boy, here, boy. Oh, he's gone. He's, like, three miles down the road already. Yeah. Are you imagining, like, motorised wheels and, like... Like a car. Well, yeah. Um, like a little car. Oh, God. Imagine an XL bully with motorised wheels. Oh, my God. We're very topical tonight, aren't we? <laughs> Death machine. <laughs> sorry. No offence to XL bullies. No, of course. If you're listening, we are, we're all very sorry. Um, well, no, but if, like, for example, I know it's different, but it's how, how like, a cat would run. You know when a cat's startled and it starts, yeah. like, scraping along? Imagine a dog doing that with wheels. Like, okay. it'd be miles away. Yeah. So they wouldn't necessarily be motorised, they'd just be moving really quickly. Don't you think, though, it'd be kind of cute to just like be wandering along the street and having a snail walking next to you? <laughs> I like snails. I do as well. At least yeah. you, you wouldn't really have any risk of treading on it and crushing its shell, yeah. would you, if, if it was next to you? Yeah, because I cry whenever that happens. I can't say I cry, I but I, it, it, does, it does devastate me. But yeah, definitely snails with legs. I think I'm going to have to agree with you on that one. Um, final one of the day. I've reworded this one, by the way. Would you, given the opportunity, have access to an unlimited amount of money, but age a year for every £1,000 you spend? Ooh, I've got to give it a little bit more thought now than the original, yeah, cause, cause I, which, I'd if you don't mind me saying, was a decade. Yeah. yeah. Um. So the decade was a dead no. Like, I'm, I'm good, because I am deathly afraid of death. So mm. I don't want to age that rapidly, but... Say I spent five grand on something, 
Would that you'd be, be worth 60. eating five years? Did you well, just say I'm 60? You'd be about 60. <laughs> <laughs> Keeping the theme going, the ageist uh, theme. I'm going to stop coming. <laughs> I'm not, I love it. Um, well, I'm glad you so do. If I spent five grand on something, that would push me up to being, how old? 33. Right. I don't feel ready to be 33 because in my head I'm still a 20-year-old teenager. So, mm. And what really worth five grand is worth that aging process? I'd have to spend a large amount of money, but the more you spend, it's like paradoxical because the more you spend, the more you age. Mm. But you'd have to spend a fair whack to make it worthwhile. So, I'm going to say no. Okay, so what I... Mm, again, I'd have to give this some proper, proper thought if you know, I was approached by some kind of money genie yeah. and, and said, look, you can have as much money as you could ever want, but for every grand you spend, you age a year. So, what I would probably do... I don't spend that extravagantly. I'm someone who makes impulse buys, and as a result, I've got a lot of tat at home. Yeah like stupid tat so that would that would actually help me in a way because i'd be like right <laughs> yeah do, do you need this football figurine or do you or, or do you want to live i know not that they cost a grand but or, or do you want to <laughs> do you want to live longer you know what i mean yeah or do, do you want to oh, i don't know is, is this bar bill uh worth aging a year for you know what i mean i mean the amount of mm. alcohol I, I drink when it's not dry january probably has aged me several years i look about 52 I'm only you don't just have to over 51. Don't be so harsh on yourself. <laughs> Nor do you. <laughs> Thanks. I think that given the opportunity to have unlimited money with a caveat of aging a year for every grand, I'd say yes, because it would help me become more... Uh, not that I'm bad with money, but like I say, I'm, I just spend it on stupid things and I'm frugal with the stuff I need. Like I'll just go and get Tesco value everything, but then I'll just... Mm. So, I, so, I have more, so I have more money for tax. Yeah, see, I'm thinking from a perspective of my mortgage would just end up killing me off because I'm old <laughs> and I've got a mortgage. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. So I've got to think of it as an adult. It's just I spend okay. I spend money on bills and boring shit. So okay. Um. So that's the topics for today. Hope you enjoyed those. Hope it's uh, it was just generated a bit of unscripted banter uh, as it is. I mean, all our banter is unscripted, but particularly. Particularly that I didn't even think of discussing Ainsley Harriet or the the concepts of me bringing him along or a lookalike uh, or indeed that I I have insinuating that I look anything like him. I'd feel really sorry for him. I wouldn't wish that on him. That's, uh, that's the beauty of Woody and Friends. You don't know just what you're going to get. Um, one last story before we go to uh, Woody's woes. The inaugural session of uh, Woody's woes. I've got one more story. <clears throat> Uh, so, during a recent Spicejet flight from Mumbai to Bengaluru, a passenger found himself trapped in the aircraft's lavatory for over an hour. The ordeal began when the passenger went to the toilet after the seatbelt signs were switched off, only to discover the door refused to open once he'd finished. Can you imagine that? Oh, I don't know what you, have you... Have you ever been on a plane? I've been on a plane. I've never used the toilet on an aeroplane. I've never been on a plane for more than, like, an hour and a half. So. Oh, okay. But I imagine it's not nice. I mean... It's mm. a tiny little room you can just about move around in. Yeah. No, um, that sounds like my worst nightmare. Yeah. Efforts by the crew and fellow passengers to release him proved futile, leaving him confined throughout the flight, including during the landing at Kemper Gowda International Airport. 
Sensing his distress, flight attendant slid a reassuring note under the door, urging him to remain calm and assuring him of imminent assistance upon landing. I love that thought that? of a pa- piece of paper appearing that just says, remain calm. <laughs> well, it says, uh, sir, we tried our best to open the door. However, we could not. It began. Do not panic. We are landing in a few minutes, so please close the toilet lid and sit on it to secure yourself. As soon as the main door is open, an engineer will come. Do not panic. Would that? Would you still be panicking? A little bit, I suppose, but I mean, quite informative. I was thinking if it just said remain calm, I'd probably get angry at that, actually. Yeah. Calm down! Yeah. Could be worse. <laughs> All's well that ends well. As the plane landed, two engineers boarded and broke down the door once it was on the ground. So there we are. That's a happy ending to a story about a man getting stuck in the toilet. I love that. When you said engineers were coming, I was expecting them to have, like, done something technical to get about, not just, like, broken the door down. <laughs> I feel like anyone could have done that. But yeah, yeah, you've uh, you got I like there. that. So there we are. That's all the stories and all the topics done uh, for this episode. Do hope you enjoyed that. Uh, We do have one more feature just around the corner, and that brings us to this. It's like carrying this lot round in your pocket without the need for huge trousers. This is Woody and Friends. You're welcome. This is Woody's Woes. Welcome one and all to Woody's Woes. The session is now in progress. I would like to introduce the trusted members of my focus group sat here at the round table. Bryony, regular co-host and quizzer, and Dan, last week's co-host and good bloke. We've got a handful of your problems in front of us now and we'll do our best to help you out uh, because we're nice people. Uh, Dan, how are you? I'm doing great, thank you Woody. How are you? We're, yeah, we're, we're both good, aren't we, Bry? We are. All, all the better for hearing your, your lovely Coventarian dulcet tones. <laughs> With a, with a twang of uh, Cornish in there as well, of course. Of course, my lover. <laughs> uh, okay, so are we ready to kick things off? Yeah, ready to go. Yeah, all good. Right, so we've got, I've got four problems in front of me here. First one is, I currently have a moustache after about 15 years of having a beard. My beard is growing back out now. Do I let the beard grow back into place or keep the tash? What are we thinking? I've got a strong opinion on this one. I may be a controversial statement... I don't think anyone has ever looked bad with a moustache. No one's ever. looked bad with a moustache. I don't think, and I can't think of anyone who looks bad with a moustache. So mm. my personal opinion is keep the moustache. I think I'm a big fan of the moustache with stubble combo as well. I think that's that's definitely coming back around into fashion. Mm, yeah. What were you thinking about a beard and a, a moustache and a mullet? What were you saying on that one? Yeah, the moustache and the mullet are the Curtis Connor kind of vibe, if anyone knows who that is. No. Ah, well, he's a YouTuber, but he's got a mullet and a moustache. Looks great. It's coming back into fashion now, I find the mullet. I see more and more people mm. around with a, with a mullet, and I've never really liked them as a hair, hairstyle, but I think some blokes rock it quite well. Not that I'd ever have one, because I, I haven't got their... their my, my head's too big for a mullet, let's just say that. I had a mullet a couple of years ago. I think I brought it back in. Oh, there we are. <laughs> uh, so what are we saying then? Does he let the beard grow back into place or does he keep the tash? I'm saying keep the tash. I'm saying keep the tash. I'll go with the uh, the many and say keep the tash. So whoever, whoever you are, obviously these were submitted anonymously, so I've got no idea who you are, uh, but keep the tash. There we are. There's your answer from three of us. 
Uh, next one, my significant other has a quirky habit of narrating everything they do, even during intimate moments. It's starting to kill the mood for me. How do I broach this subject without making them feel self-conscious? I think that's one of the ones you've just got to kind of get out there. It's a bit of a strange one, especially with the intimate moments, but I mean, everyone has their kinks, so... We don't kink shame. We don't. This one is a kink-friendly podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've uh, we've we spent that l- the last however long talking about kinks and nothing else. <laughs> we haven't. <laughs> Definitely have to mark this one as explicit. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's tricky because I narrate everything, but not not to that extent. <laughs> but I will say, I'm just getting up now. I'm just gonna go upstairs now. I'm just going in the kitchen. Like I will always tell people what I'm doing. Right. But you don't like to keep people guessing? No. I think it's because I used to work in a nursery and they say to narrate what you're doing so that the kids can kind of learn yeah. to talk from you. And I think that's where it stemmed from. But I, yeah, I think I agree with Dan. I think you're just going to have to get it out there. Hmm. I think meet in the middle, let them narrate everything else. Maybe ask them to stop narrating the intimate moments. I think this person should start narrating what they do, um, personally, because... Ooh that will maybe get across to the their significant other how irritating it is for them. So, I mean, they might enjoy it as well, to be honest, but I, w- I would say start narrating what you do. Just just do it back to them because it's like it's kind of reactive, isn't it, really? Uh, there is a term for it, which I can't remember, but it's when you start doing back to the person that's annoying you the same thing that they're doing. That makes sense? I don't know if that does. That's probably the mm. terrible explanation I could have done there. So I, I was going to technical. double down and go in the full-on like Ian Sterling voice, Love Island. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get up now! <laughs> I'm sorry if there's any Scottish people listening. I'm normally better at the uh, the Scottish accent after a, few, after a few pints of tenants. Um, so, Brian, you're saying, so Brian and Dan, you're saying, get it out there. I'm saying, start doing it back to them. You're going for the passive aggressive route. Yes, yeah, that's that's just me as a person, really. <laughs> so, my manager insists on microwaving salmon in the office kitchen every day, and the smell is driving everyone crazy. How do I approach her about finding a more considerate lunch option without risking our professional relationship? I feel like there's definitely some kind of joke to be made here with the words fishy and box but i'm going to rise above it <laughs> having just said it of course um so back in my meat eating days or fish eating days um i once stunk out the kitchen and the rest i worked in a shop at the time and i put a fish pie in the microwave i don't know why i thought that was a good idea uh, i must have put it in for about four minutes nice. once um and not only did the smell stink out the whole of the canteen it also started wafting downstairs to the actual shop and we, we couldn't shift it for about three days god no i'm sorry i was going to say this before you said it and i'm going to say it anyway my consensus on microwaving fish in an office kitchen is death penalty well okay so yeah it should be punishable by death. For my death now thanks bry yeah maybe maybe no first time is a warning second if it's recurrent i remember doing i I did it once with one of those (laughs) (laughs) i did it once with one of those charlie bigham fish pies and that was fine that didn't that didn't leave a lasting smell or anything and so i thought you know free game here isn't it and i I thought i can i can do another one so i went and got a co-op one and that was the one that led me to have Mm. the nickname fish pie man 
So which how isn't very imaginative in itself. How have you found the rising interest rates on the mortgage you had to take out to afford that Charlie Bingham pie then? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was it was a bit of a um, a last minute. Oh, I've forgotten lunch. Let me just pop to my local off license and and pick something up about three times the price you can in Asda. So and it wasn't that's even sad. good either. What kind of off license does Charlie Bingham pie? That's a southern that is, one. Yeah, that, that is, is. Yeah, harsh. I'm sorry. I, I sound like a like a right Tory, but I, I can assure you, I'm not. I, I I will I will put that out there. Um. Yeah. So it was a it was a no. It was the Charlie Bingham's one first, and that was okay. So maybe it's the uh, it's the co-op one that that did the the damage mm. um, but yeah my, I have no idea why my, my local Londis shout out Londis other off licenses are available such as Nisa Local but I don't know why they were selling Charlie Biggums uh, <laughs> anyway that's by the by that so what, what, what are we saying then so how do how does this person approach their manager about finding a more considerate lunch option without risking their professional relationship I would just stand slightly what would be considered out of earshot and just shout really loud, oh, it stinks like fish in here, and just do that every single day and just try and make <laughs> them so uncomfortable with it, they just stop. Yeah, so you're taking the passive-aggressive stance. Yeah. Definitely. The British mm. the British approach. Yeah. I've been in a similar position with an ex-colleague in an ex-job, so I'm not talking about my current job, just putting that out there. Um, microwaving... All kinds of gross smelling stuff, not just fish. There was some like gone oh. chicken at one point, and yeah, I did. It wasn't a manager, so that adds a little bit of complication to it. But I just did the oh god, it smells a bit weird. What's that? Shame them for playing it. dumb a little bit. Yeah, shame. Yeah, for not saying oh god, your dinner smells gross. Just saying oh, it smells a bit weird in here. Yeah, I'd probably do that to be honest. I mean, I've I've, I've been in yeah. the position where I I've been the one to create the smell, obviously, but. If if I was in mm. the position this person is, then I would I'd probably I'd probably take the passive aggressive stance as well. To be honest, that's what I'd do. Yeah. So we're saying as we're saying then as a as a team. I'm noticing a trend here. <laughs> yeah. Well. Well. Yeah. I mean, you and Dan are agreeing on on everything, and, and I've agreed on two of them. But. But we're going for passive going, aggression. That's, that's that's our. Uh, I can't think of the word. Anyway, lastly, this is the last one that I've got in front of me. I'm in a band and our guitarist, who also writes the songs, keeps trying to shoehorn pop culture references and film quotes into his lyrics to a point where it's cringing us all out. How do we approach this situation? I feel like if anyone else can write songs, maybe bring some of your songs to the table and model the behaviour that you want to see. Lead by example. That's a very mature Um, viewpoint. Yeah. I suppose you are quite old, so you've got to be the mature one out of the three of us, I suppose. Well, yeah. I thought we were going to make it the whole podcast without a an age dig. Oh, don't we've we've been I've been doing it the whole time. Oh, that does not yeah. surprise me at all. It's all right. I can't hear him. I haven't got my hearing aid on. <laughs> I would say for this this problem, I'd definitely say lead by example because if you're not in a position where you can write music yourself, it's going to come across as quite judgy, I think. But as long as it's not like you know skibbity toilet related, as 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 the the youths in this. <laughs> Because I, I work part time in a school, and the amount of times I've heard that is just oh. So We're down with the kids. Stay, yeah, definitely. As long as it stays away from that area, then we should be all right. So it's okay if it doesn't creep into meme culture. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I would say. Okay, 
So if they're referencing some like obscure film that only nerds watch from like the 80s or something and, and kind of a shoehorning something relating to that into one of their songs, that's okay in your book. I would say a good rule of thumb is if if you don't, if someone who didn't know about what it was referencing wouldn't take any notice of the lyrics, then I think it's okay. I think okay. it should be one of the things that you spot and you're like, oh, that's a reference instead of what's that referencing? Yeah, if it's subtle or well done, then hmm. I don't see a problem with it. But if, if, it's, it's, sh- if it's shoved if it's in, like really shoving it in your face. Okay, definitely. So with this one, we're saying the writer, sorry, for want of a better term, the writer of this problem, uh, we're, we're suggesting they write their own songs, yeah, and then bring them Pretty to much, the yeah. That's, that's, yeah. I would, I'd probably agree with that, to be honest. And Either that or quit the band and just... And with Peace and Love, if you can't write your own songs, then either let your writer carry on doing what they're doing or... Just go solo. Band, yeah. Maybe. Split her off like from yeah. the rest of the band. Encourage the person who sent this in anonymously to maybe send in an example of a, a, a lyric anonymously just to Ooh, give us a little yeah. bit of something to, to spill over. Yeah. So that's that's that. I think that went pretty well. I mean, we agreed on half of it, so maybe I just need to. Maybe if anyone wants to come on and join the panel as well, please please do reach out. That's uh, at Woody AF Pod on Twitter, if you can still call it Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, and if you want to drop us an email, it's WoodyandFriendsPod at hotmail dot com. If you want to come on, join the panel. If you've got a different viewpoint to the rest of us, then you're, you're more than welcome. Did you just dead name X? Yeah, I mean, if if Elon Musk dead names his daughter, we can. I'm pretty sure we can dead name his platform. That's my hot take. Yeah. 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 We're, we're in fair. agreement on that one? Yeah. In agreement. Uh, so there we are. Quite a different episode of Woody and Friends. We do hope you enjoyed it. I'll be back next week with the lovely Amy for some more fun and games. But until next time. He's been Woody. I've been Brainy. He's been Dan. And this has been Woody and Friends. Thank you, everyone. Bye. Bye. Goodbye, Jill. <laughs> Jill. Sorry. <laughs> you can't help yourself. Uh-